Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning again. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSCs that comes in uh, from Tab and sits down with me and helps you me out to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We're here till 11 o'clock. We have four lines wide open on this gloomy Saturday morning, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online. Quick story for you about me personally. Um, I got spoofed yesterday, basically on Friday afternoon. This is when most of these attacks occur. And uh, you guys may know that I'm involved in the Southington Marching Band. I'm the uh, band backer president, which is an organization of parents who support the marching band and, and music education in our schools, in this case, Southington School. And uh, what happened was our treasurers received an email from, quote, unquote, me. And the treasurer's email from, quote, unquote, me was to send um, $3,800 to a vendor right away. And to wait for the bank account information. Now, of course, one of the, we have two treasurers, and they responded back and said, "Hey, Eric, did you send this?" And I said, "No." The uh, the treasurer did actually respond to the email that was sent and said, oh, "I can't do it. It's it's so and so who writes the checks." And then the the attacker, of course, emailed the so and so with the same request again. Looking for look, like looking like it came from me. Now the question you're going to have is, how did they do this? Um, thankfully, we have protections in place uh, through the band backers that money does not leave without all sorts of signatures and approval. So it couldn't have worked in our case because we have good protections in place. But many times um, businesses do not. And this type of scam, it's called a CEO scam. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry, billion with a B. And what they did simply was go to the Bandbacker website and see who the president was. And they found that out very easily because it's me. Our email addresses are on there. Phone numbers are on there. Everything's on there. And then, of course, they went to go see who the treasurers were. That's right on there. Perfect you know, information for the bad guys to use. And then they created an email account that was, looked like it was my name. And they even uh, bracketed off my email address. But the email address that was actually used was president4004 at gmail.com. So when you responded, you weren't responding to me because I never sent the email. You're responding to the hacker. And again, the word hacking, is not, I shouldn't even use that word. I'm actually kicking myself. They didn't hack anything. All they did, Fish. they are fishing. They were trying to trick folks into sending money. And you need to c consider this in your businesses as far as how you release funds. And if you have any kind of lax system where... A CEO or a president of any business can simply email a controller 
or an attorney or what have you and say, hey, please release these funds. This is me, so-and-so. You need to add a second step <laughs> because anything of any importance, I would contend, shouldn't happen via email. <laughs> you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You need a second. You need some sort of verifying voice conversation because nowadays these bad guys are simply tricking you. And because people are too busy, even the treasurer uh, my, uh, at our, in our organization emailed me and said, hey, did you send me something? But it, it, he didn't really look at the email closely to notice that the return email address was president4004 at Gmail, which is not an email account of mine. Um, but later he did. He's like, oh, you're right. And that was kind of a weird email address. Um, you got to take a second, but we're all busy. And these attacks tend to happen on Friday afternoons when our guard is down or thinking about the weekend. And uh, these bad guys know this and they time it for that time. So please be vigilant. Nobody got hacked in this case. Nobody at all. They simply took the information we published via our own websites and use it against us. And companies like Google are complicit because you know how easy it is to get an email address at Google? Pretty darn easy. It's free. (laughs) It's free. So the bad guys use this tool to steal from us. Isn't that why companies have things like purchase orders and documents like that? And then they got to be signed by people who are authorized to actually do purchasing. Yes, but... And then you have, you know, invoices and... Oh, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it's a $3 billion business where people will literally... If you're doing a lot of multi-million dollar transactions and people can trick you into simply, oh, sure, where do you want me to route the money? If you do a lot of bank routing of payments, electronic payments, you might find if you think it's your, if you think it's your controller telling, telling the president or vice versa to do something... You might very quickly just respond and not realize that you're not talking to the your president or your your controller. Yeah, it's not a million. It's only thirty eight hundred bucks. Right. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Well, it would have it would have mattered to our organization, and thankfully we have protections in place to prevent that from occurring. But just keep it in mind. If it, I mean, it can happen to anybody. We see it, and even in our practice with our clients, we have many many business clients, and uh, that type of attack occurs. And of course, they're asking us, "Hey, how could this happen?" Well, <laughs> they just read your your website and know who you are. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Stan in Hanover next. Hey, Stan. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I have, a, I have a question. Yeah. I put a router in between my Comcast modem and my computer. Nice. I put it in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking about getting rid of that Comcast modem, but sure. my neighbor says that he did it and he kept getting nags. Nags? His, yeah, from Comcast on his computer, from... Uh, yeah, they want to rent that thing, man. That's their whole business is renting everything to you. But you know, I, I don't want to. If I'm going to get, keep getting nags popping up on my computer screen while I'm working. I you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um, I don't know what he's talking about, but you should. <laughs> you should be able to buy a Comcast compatible modem. They're fifty bucks. So if you do the yeah. math on what it's costing you to rent it, what does it cost you to rent it? Ten bucks a month. So it's one hundred twenty dollars a year. I mean, you know. Yeah. So if that's great work, if you can get it, right, Stan? Something right, that costs right. you fifty bucks, <laughs> and then it's costing you fifty bucks retail. It costs right. them. Let's say it costs because they, they do this so many times. Let's say it costs them twenty bucks. They're renting it for you for a hundred dollars plus a, a year. For yeah. something that costs them twenty forever, yeah. and that's pretty much their 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 market. That's how they do. That's how they go. That's how that's the, how they go to market, man. So okay. So back to my router. Yeah. Now I want to. I put in an a, a Linksys AC uh, 1900, I believe it is. Nice. That's the same one I have. It, 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 it looks like a fairly decent router. Yeah, ACS or AC? Uh, I think it's AC. Ooh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It may be an ACS. I, I hope it's it. the S, but go ahead. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I know it is an ACS. Good. Uh, 
should I set up something like uh, that uh, Open DNS on yes. that router? Yes, sir. Okay, now I'm I'm fairly computer savvy, but how do I go about doing it? Well, you go into the configuration of the router. You know, yep. generally you're going to browse to one nine two one six eight one dot one or so. First thing you're going to do is change the admin password, right? You already did that, right? I already did that. All right. So, what password did you use? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> All right. So, you change the admin password, and then um, you're going to go to the DHCP settings within that firewall. So, I don't exactly know off the top of my head where they are, but you got to look up DHCP configuration. Yeah. That's the thing that hands out IP addresses to your devices. Within there, there should be a place for you to statically set the DNS settings. Okay, where do I get these DNS settings from? Do they- oh, well, okay. Uh, Bob can rattle them off for you. He knows them by heart. He's, we'll just give them to uh, you. In other words, yeah. they, 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 they do come from, from OpenDNS? Yes, OpenDNS. Sir. The primary uh, one is 208.67.222.222. Okay, I saw that. Now, I wasn't sure whether that's the one I stick in there or... That's the one you stick in there. That's That's the first one. That's the primary. The secondary one is 208.67.220.220. So what you've done done now is instead of flying over Comcasts and the wide wild west of the DNSs, you're now flying over a more safe, secure DNS. Okay, now can I assign, like, my wire, like, I got several wireless things like my wireless printer and my yeah. wireless... You should set a static IP I, addresses. I can assign a static IP address to those? Yeah, reserve an area of IP addresses. Low numbers, let's say between you know 1 and 20, are now going to be static reserved addresses, and then you'd want to um, set your printer for one of those addresses and set it statically so it doesn't receive an IP address. It just wakes up with one. So when you when you're in your DHCP... There should be a place where you can click on and see what devices are connected. So okay. if you get see your printer there, there's usually an option where you can check it, and then a, uh, a little button that'll say "Make Static." That's true too. Yeah, you so can just force that particular then address. Then DHCP static. will always give that device the same IP address. Yep, another good oh, route. That that sounds good. Well, that's a big help because I had my grandkids over and some of them got into something that they shouldn't have got into, and I had a hang of a mess. I hear you, Stan. (laughs) Exactly right. So when you put OpenDNS in place, then you can go and configure what you want to block. So if you just have OpenDNS in place, you'll be generally protected from malware, and I say very generally, okay? If you go into the settings of OpenDNS, because it's going to say you want to set up a a free uh, free account. Right. Okay. You can register, and then you're going to give it your IP address. And then you're gonna, it's going to ask you, well, what do you want to protect your network from? And you can select uh, the obvious things that grandkids, wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. want them to find uh, on the Internet. You can block those types of things and other areas uh, that will pr- protect them when they're in your network. When they, when they leave, it's, a, it's their parents' problem. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you should at least help the parents out because if they don't have this in place back at home and they've got their iPhones or their Android devices – they're back on the wild, wild internet, and uh, you should help them out. Make sure you get them to put this in place for them. Yeah, I'm going to pass it on to my daughter. Yeah. So I okay, check. thanks a lot, guys. That was a big help. All right, Stan, good luck. Yeah, in my account, I check off uh, pornography, gambling, stuff like that. But right. then I had to create exclusions for the Connecticut Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they recently had an issue with their five, their cash five or something like that, where oh. it was uh, manipulated in some way. I got a story, but I'm not going to talk about it. (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, so it's important to be uh, configuring your networks in, in a safe way. So when people come into your network, kids and what have you are protected. And these services are definitely, they're free. I mean, we, they're, they're, they're offered because the more folks are protected on the Internet, the less chance of botnets and stuff spreading to the businesses of the world. So basically, a company like OpenDNS is, is, is a smart one to help prevent other issues across the board. They do offer professional services as well. Uh, we have four lines wide open. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. i got to have more coffee. I'm talking too fast. We'll be right back. back this is computer talk with tab i'm eric and i'm bob and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock and then dr alessi will be in <clears throat> dr alessi will be in with healthy rounds and uh he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice as i start choking and dying over here uh, feel free to get online though 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out and uh you guys are definitely out there with spring i would assume get out in the yard and we got pasty white computer geeks here trying to help you out. So feel free to get online if you need if you need some help. Let's go on to some news here. Facebook. I always find it funny when you watch the 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 TV news folks and how much they push social media. They push Twitter. They push Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. It's all you hear. The TV then actually will bring up a, a screen within their studio showing Facebook posts and comments and interactions. Pretty much just kind of showing folks, well, you don't need to watch us on TV. You just go to Facebook. And I think maybe now they're going to get the the idea because Facebook wants to launch its big attack on TV next month. So <laughs> you may want to think twice now before you can uh, use Facebook in your marketing because uh, Facebook has kicked its push to TV-like shows. So they're now going to be competing directly with the folks who keep promoting Facebook. Well, I got one here. Yeah. Okay, from CNET. Yeah. YouTube to launch splashy splashy shows you can see with ads. Right. Yeah. So YouTube's doing it, so Facebook YouTube, wants to do Facebook. it, Hulu, Amazon, and you know, you've got you've got the local TV markets here showing us Facebook posts and showing us Twitter. I mean, I don't know if you guys are. So you know, why go secondhand when you can go, go right to Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always found it really weird and redundant. I mean, if if you really still need to be shown what Facebook is to your to your viewers on a morning TV well, program, I don't get why they report Facebook and Twitter like it's news. Well, there's that too. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's like, come on, don't you have a news department, or did you fire them all? <laughs> <I know. laughs> So as we as we talked earlier about Facebook with all their editors and they get to still be a platform and not be beholden to uh, decency rules or uh, any kind of uh, rules that the media itself has to be held up to, they now are about to compete with the media directly that they're still a platform. I mean, it's it's quite an interesting dichotomy going on there. And uh, I don't know, Facebook having their own their own media empire, their own TV shows. And so most people are getting their local channels over that, their, uh, you know, cable provider. Right. So, you know, they're paying a whole lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Facebook's going to charge for this service. I mean, they're, they're no dummies. It said it was free. 
Well, it's pretty, so that's how we. Because it's got ads. Well, that, well, yeah, but that's how the IT guys do it, right? I mean, remember when we when you used to pay for premium cable services to not get the ads? So I mean, we're some of us were paying are still paying a hundred plus dollars a month for cable TV. And, and now you're getting, and getting ads. all these ads, like the Home Shopping Network or ESPN or what have you. It used to be when you bought all these special channels, the idea was you'd get the premium channels without ads. Because you're paying for it. Uh, paying a premium. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually the cable company said, hey, wait a minute. These dinglings will accept this stuff with ads. Let's get them coming and going. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's what Facebook's going to try to do. And as more and more folks cut the cut the uh, cable line and, and the channels, they're just going ahead and Netflixing and Amazoning and Huluing and and now maybe Facebooking and YouTubing. We really don't need TV anymore. You don't oh. need TV the way you are used to it. And all of our TVs are smart these days, or they can be converted to smart TVs where you're using an app anyways. Well, they, I think the cable companies still think that people want to buy that package that gives them 2,000 channels mm-hmm. that you watch 10 of, <laughs> and they're going to charge you $10 million a month for it. I know. I know I'm exaggerating, well, it's but, true, you know. It's true. And it, I mean, here locally, I mean, ESPN is, is looking at what they had to deal with, with the fact that there's some changing going on in the market. And they had to, you know, all these controversial layoffs, let's say. So the market is changing, and to have Zuckerberg involved in TV should make you nervous if you're in the TV business. Because Zuckerberg will tell you they have nearly 2 billion, quote-unquote, users. 2 billion is a, is a lot of eyeballs. So, that would be 4 billion eyeballs. <laughs> yes, it would be. <laughs> so uh, if they're going to be competing with local TV... Uh, in any way, shape, or form, I, I would be nervous. And the fact that you guys just, I mean, the, the, the Today Show has a whole separate room over it. Look at what these people are saying on these services that eventually will be, will be, you know, eating our lunch. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Zuckerberg kind of promoting this uh, internet uh, uh, equality uh I'm not sure what legislation you mean. that they that they just decided to. Oh repair. well, right, because they want to make sure that all traffic is created equally. Zuckerberg doesn't want to pay extra for getting a TV signal to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's no dummy. Uh, let's go on to Paul in Litchfield. Hey, Paul. Paul, you there? Paul, you there? Yeah. I'm, yeah. What's yeah, up? Yep, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Okay, oh, for they told us going to wait until after the break. Oh, he did? Well, he's a producer. He doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, we, he's right. Paul, hang on one second, okay? You got it. All right. Yeah, Matt's right. You're no fun, Matt. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Darn clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Three lines open for you. And if you happen to be in Bristol and you want to check out some great community music, the Bristol Brass and Wind, 4 o'clock Sunday, Chippens Hill Middle School. Check it out. All sorts of great uh, Bristol folks uh, and those of us from other surrounding towns <laughs> were, were imported from Southeast Hill. <laughs> it's a really beautiful school. It's very large. It? It's, it's got a lot of parking. So I'm looking forward to playing in it. Great, great music. So stick around at uh, Sunday. Come come by if you can. It's a free concert. And if you're even considering joining a community band, you know, see what it's all about. We'll be right back after the news. Are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock, and then Doctor Alessi will be in. Let's get back to Paul Litchfield. Now that Matt let me do it. Hey, Paul, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Good morning. Morning, sir. What's going on? Okay, you guys are talking about Hulu and Netflix and all these streaming services. Yes, sir. 
there's a joker in the deck. Of course there is. You need TV service, which comes from your cable company. You need cable service, not TV service. Or cable service, right. There's always a joker in the in the deck. I agree with you. Uh, however, instead of paying for channels in that cable package that you're never going to watch, you've chosen a solution for your TV rather than being forced to buy stuff you don't want. So True. it is cheaper to stream with a good cable connection than it is Right now it is, I should say, than it is to buy these these big cable TV packages. Oh, I, I agree, but you know, um, I, okay, I, 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 my, my wife and I subscribed to Netflix and, yeah. and Amazon and all that. Yeah. But when we moved, I said, great, we're not going to get TV. Well, that's when I found out that, uh, yeah, you do kind of still need a cable. Cause, but then again, you're not paying for that cable box forever and ever. Right. And ever. Nine eighty-seven a month plus seventeen thousand different Connecticut state taxes. Yep, all those things are above, right, Paul? I mean, yep. thankfully, folks like Blumenthal and our legislature haven't figured out how to tax Hulu yet. They will. They will. Oh yeah, it'll be some sort of. They will. Right now, the FCC charges on if you have a if you have a uh, a phone line from the cable company and you look at the FCC charges versus a voice over IP line, it's like double to have yeah. the phone line through the cable company with the FCC charges than it is to have it over the internet. I mean, it, they've just been doing taxing and taxing the war of 1812 and sticking it on there forever. I mean, this is what these people do. Yep. So, okay. Thanks right. a lot, guys. You have got it, Paul. Day. You too. So thanks for calling. Um, he's right. I mean, you have to have some sort of internet connection. That is the joker in the deck. <laughs> and we need more competitors so we can actually have different jokers to deal to deal with. Let's go on to Tom in Middle Middletown. Hey, Tom. What's Hello. up? Morning. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Doing fine. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Love the show. Thank you. Quick question for you. Uh, hopefully a quick question. Yeah. Um, working on some programs, you have to work. Um, I have the internet open and my programs open. And then everything will kind of like slow, really slow down and the internet will kind of stop. And I hit task manager. And then I noticed that disk and CPU usually shoots up to 100%. Oh, not then, good. Yeah, but there's nothing open, hardly. <laughs> right, so that's could be something in the background, right, Bob? Yeah, more than likely what it is. When you open the task manager, yes. Okay, what you want to do is you want to go where you have your uh, processes. Yes. And there's a little button down near the bottom that's called a re, uh, uh, resource manager. Okay. And see, it's under the performance tab. So you open your resource monitor, and what that'll do is that'll open up another little box, and you can see what your uh, o there's an overview that you see. So oh, okay. it'll show you what your CPU is doing, how your memory is doing, your disk, and your network. Mm -hmm. And from that, you can see where your bottleneck is. So, for instance, most bottlenecks that I experience with the clients, mm -hmm. usually it's because of the disk. And when you first start your PC, the first thing that happens by design is your uh, antivirus is going to run a scan. And then yeah. depending on how much data you have and how many programs you have loaded and what have you, that scan could run anywhere from a couple minutes to several minutes. Okay. And while that's running, what I encourage people to do is to turn on their PC, log in, and go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But right. now, if, if he looks at that though, Bob, and it, it seems fairly normal, he still could have malware in the background. He could have malware running, but then what you do, let's say, for instance, it's your disk that's running. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Not, and, we're not looking at yours, Tom. We're not that good. Right, no, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> and what you can do is, let's say you click on the disk thing, and it's showing me a little chart that's showing how much uh, my disk is being utilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can actually sort by what processes are using most of the resource, On your the disk, disk resource, whether it's a memory resource or CPU resource. Right. So you can actually see what it is. Yep. And then... Okay. So it could be innocuous. It could be just a, a function of whatever you're running causing this issue, or it could be something malicious. What do you have for malware and... Um, uh, yeah, for the I have the Windows the excuse me the Windows uh, antivirus program and the uh, malware bytes the prescription uh, subscription one. Okay, so then I would contend you're probably fairly safe because you've you've run your malware byte scan, you're coming up clean, right? Yeah, I've come completely clean. I've I've tried it. I've you know disconnected it from the internet, tried yep. it right away, and then everything and nothing showing up. I would contend then that Bob's onto something as far as something in your system is utilizing your resources. Some update that occurred on one of the software programs that you're using is now. Operating differently and uh, okay. taking up resources. How old's the machine? Probably two years old. Okay, so it's still nice and young, has plenty of life yeah, left. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, something you updated could cause this. So see if Bob's trick here of trying to figure out which one is using the most is where to start. Otherwise, oh. you could go back in time to maybe a, a, a past date when this didn't occur. You won't have any data loss. It'll just go back to maybe a previous restore point and see right. if you get better performance. That could okay. that could be a, a way to get around this. Go ahead, Bob. Well, yep. the other thing I was going to say is, if the process is a service host, mm-hmm. then you're going to need a special program that Microsoft you can download from Microsoft to see to see what uh, programs are running inside a service host. Yeah, because it's pretty generic when it says it's service. It's very host. generic. It can be a number of things, and it can be absolutely. Uh, innocuous, right? Or it could be malware hidden inside of a service host process. Service. Okay. Yeah, so we can put a link up there on computertalkwithtab.com. Okay. We, just when I go in there, your CPU and everything running, CPU and everything running in the background. Is, do you guys have a link that tells what everything is? Because there's so many of them, I have no clue. What we get. may, we may have a link that we can give you that gives you a good explanation of. of what I should, uh, click what I should not click. Yeah. I think we do. I think we've offered that in the past. So the program is oh, okay. called Process Explorer, and it's from Microsoft. Yeah, Process Explorer. Yeah, we'll put a link up there for you. So also, our Computer Talk with Tab site is still getting uh, worked on. It's better. The live links are showing up the way we're hoping to, except they're showing up on the archive side rather than the primary side. So look on both sides just to be sure your okay. link is there. All right, sounds good. And one other question for you: I'm trying to cut the cable. Yeah. What were the TV services you guys were talking about? Roku or Roku? Or- uh, Roku is one as well. Um, we didn't bring that <laughs> one up, but uh, there's many services that are out there that allow you to stream content. So you can use you need you need a box of some kind, right? So you buy a Roku yeah. or you buy a Google Chrome or you buy a TiVo or you there's numerous out there. And then within those boxes, you can subscribe. To things like Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to Netflix, you can subscribe to View. I think uh, PlayStation has something called, is it View? Uh, there's, so, there's so many of them out there. Yeah, that's to say there's tons of them out there. I'm not sure because one Amazon stick or Fire Stick or something. Yeah, that's I'm another device. Sure. Yeah, so you buy the stick for like 35 bucks, and you're done. You're not paying for those those expensive cable boxes anymore. And you can Do you guys it, have any recommendations or no? I'm a TiVo fan except for all the hell they've been giving me on my swap out. Uh, they've been around forever. Um, and they do a good job, but there's plenty of uh, Netflix has some great 
great content. Uh, Amazon's got great content. So the great thing about it is you can check them out and then cancel them if you don't like their their content and go to somebody else's content. Hulu has got content. I locked into the two year deal. Huh? You're not locked into something, right? Great, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, Tom. Guys. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye bye. Um, that's one other thing with cable companies. You know, you're paying for that hardware forever. It's funny because I just got a survey from my cable company asking if you know what kind of streaming service I would like because they're going to offer a Roku. It's like, no, guys, that ship has sailed. I'm not buying a a product from you guys. You know, I'll get your cable service, but I'm done. If I can give less money to the cable company, I, I am looking forward to doing it. Uh, should I take a break, Matt? Yeah. We'll take a quick break. Steve and Ed, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk. It's a cool tune. i got to figure out what this is. <laughs> We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock. So let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Steve in East Hartford. Hey, Steve. What's up? Steve, you there? Steve, you there? No? Come on, Steve, going once. Yes. Oh, there you are. Yes, I am. You made it before I got twice and thrice. Let's I'm go- sorry. What's going on? <laughs> Um, I was wondering if solar panels on my roof have any uh, effect on my digital antenna that's sitting up there. So I get free TV, and I'm not particular what I watch, yeah. but it seems like a conspiracy with the major <laughs> networks. Yeah. Because there's some shows that come in perfectly clear yeah. all the Time. Right, but now you've got the solar panels on there, and you get blocked from. They're getting you're getting bad bad signal from some of them, right? Um, it. I was just curious if it had something to do with it because before I put the solar panels on, yeah, it would it would be the same thing. But I'm just wondering if it would does it block it at mm. all a little bit? Heck, I would think you could actually plug a wire into your solar panel and use them as a big antenna, but I wouldn't recommend it. But I mean, just think about it. you got this big hunk of metal up there yeah um i don't think so steve i think uh your antenna may have an issue some antennas you have to use that you know, the old-fashioned ones or even even new ones these days you can rotate them to point them at the signal even if it says on it it's a omnidirectional is there such yeah, a thing there is there is such a thing as omnidirectional but they're not as good as being directional and pointing at the source right well i have it pointed at the weakest signal supposedly mm-hmm. channel eight in new haven yeah and um, it's it's interesting. I'll uh, you know I, I'm a Jeopardy Wheel Fortune kind of guy. And yeah. Thankfully, Channel Eight and Twenty Two swap them around and sure, stuff. Sure. Sure. So I'll uh, you know Channel Eight sometimes never ever ever comes in for a week or so. Yeah. And uh, so then uh, Channel Twenty Two. I said I definitely want to watch Jeopardy. So I yeah. watch a sitcom. Yeah. And then uh, Twenty Two is not coming in, not coming in, not coming in. <laughs> so then at seven thirty, I'll turn it on and bang, Jeopardy's miraculously on now. So you think there's some somebody out there messing with Steve's TV watching habits? I think now <laughs> this is you know my conspiracy thing yep. coming on. That I'll get my tinfoil hat with you. Let's go. They're supposed to. The government says you're supposed to broadcast your signal in digital free so everybody can get it. Right. But they don't tell you when it's supposed to be on. I don't know if the antennas ah. are affected by weather. So you're thinking it's a Farfig Nugent thing where, you know, they were supposed to be checking the emissions of the Volkswagens and they weren't doing that. In your case, you might contend that 
the, 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 the broadcasters are not broadcasting the signal because the folks at Comcast and Cox want you to buy cable. Exactly. I hear you, Steve. Well, we I, had we had the Farfic Nugan issue, so maybe we could be having a digital cable Nugan. I live in, in uh, South Mountain in Bristol. Yeah. So I can't get Channel 8 at all. Yeah. But I could get Channel 40, which I can still get. Right. And I was getting 22 for a while. And part of that, I think, is, and and I'm not 100% sure if it applies to television stations like it does to radios, but certain times of the day they have to switch antennas. Oh, for, for strength, yes. And that may be true with what TV, directions, and it may be the, yeah. the same for TVs. But I found that same issue. Right. Maybe you've got a tall structure in the way or some sort of interference. Maybe somebody's turning on a microwave and microwaving popcorn in the area. And Steve. the other thing that happened with, with me is as the trees <laughs> around my house got yeah. taller, Your it started worse. blocking my signals. Yeah. yeah, I could get signals in the winter. I couldn't get them in the summer. I would hope, Steve, that they're not doing anything like you suggest. And I would contend they probably aren't. Yeah, you're probably right, but yeah. I, uh, you know, yeah. I, I have to blame it on something. Of course. Bring it to a 50,000-watt radio station. <laughs> Why not? Um, I would recommend that you talk to somebody who's in the business. Uh, Bob Serio, Perfect Vision and Sound out of Avon. And he has been on our show occasionally and uh, talks about this. They have a, a method where they can, you know, test the area for signal strength and get the best Result and they, he sells all sorts of TV antennas. So I would recommend an upgrade. Probably it will solve your Jeopardy problem. Okay. All right. I will uh, check that out and thanks right. for the show. You got it, Steve. Bye. I would wonder though if you could actually connect your antenna to your solar panels and improve your signal. Well, I don't know what the solar panels are made of. Probably I don't either. If depending on whether they're like the electronic ones versus blow out your TV completely. Well, the older ones, <laughs> generations ago. They were just a black box that had, you know, like water with antifreeze. Yeah. So then it would just heat the water. And right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do anything I'm saying there. Don't even consider it. <laughs> Let's go on to Ed in East Hartford. Hey, Ed. Hi. Uh, thanks very much, you guys. You're really, really great. Thank you. Um, and durable, and you're really, really great there in Saturday. Thank you. Um, I have what you call uh, one of those... Roku, uh, yeah. I'd had my phone in the other room one off, but anyway, mm -hmm. it's the Fire Stick that you buy in the mail. Yeah, the Amazon Fire Stick? Yeah. Okay. And it's got HDMI on my LG 44-inch uh, screen. Nice. And I have uh, no idea um, what I'm doing because I was told, oh, it'll hook up easy, mm -hmm. but something about Bluetooth was in there. So you're you're plugging in your Roku into your HDMI, and now you got to get your Roku on the internet. Well, I already own Netflix. You already own I'm Netflix. On internet. Okay. With Netflix through your TV. Yeah. That's fine, but we got to get your Roku. That stick has most likely a Wi-Fi uh, adapter built into it. Okay. And you got to configure it to talk to your Wi-Fi signal in your home. Right. Gotcha. So have you done that? Uh, no, I okay. don't know how to, and yeah. uh, I, this is the first I've heard of it. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it needs to speak to the Internet somehow, and unless you've got a direct connection to the Internet with the Roku, which I don't think it comes with a cable, uh, yeah, a Cat5 cable, you get it connected over the Wi-Fi. So you yeah. should have to – we could actually put a link up here as to how to configure that. I'm sure it's all over the Internet. I um, appreciate it. Yeah, you'll have to – Kind of, con you have to log into that Roku, and you you may have to use your cell phone or another device to do it, right? Because it's not connected. 
Um, uh, I have a cell phone, but it's not really that reliable. It's one of those. Uh, okay. Do you have internet on your TV? I mean, on your on your computer? Um, can I use the cell phone on my computer? No. Can you can you get the internet on your computer? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'm sure I could, but I just haven't done this with a fifty. This thing costs forty six or forty three dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It, all, all you're missing is that step of getting it on the internet, the way your cell phone is and the way your computer is. You're missing that step, and once it's on the internet. Then it'll be able to connect to those services, but right now it's it's not. So uh, we, we can put some uh, instructions as, as to how to configure a Roku to get it on the internet yeah, for you. Yeah, I imagine Ed. it's a little more than we can talk about. Yeah, it, well, yeah, I can't walk you through it off the top of my head, but it's well, a few a steps. Too. Well, no, that's what we're here for. But we'll put it up there for you. Ed. That's the piece you're missing. All right. Now, and if you have a smart TV, Ed, why did you end up buying a Roku? Um, my nephew and his wife uh, dialed the number, bought it, and I said, okay, it was on one of the birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> so they made you they buy it? Me a happy birthday, will you? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, um, are they ever going to come by? Are they going to help you help you set it up? Um, if it's a, to help me set it up, I don't know. Uh, he, he told me, my nephew, that yeah. he's got one in his home, and yeah. I've seen it work. Sure. Um, he just said you got to splice some wire. Splicing wires. A wire. Oh my gosh! I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either. But he said the reception is terrible. You have to jo- uh, well, you, jolly it around to make it work. You shouldn't have to do any jollying on a Roku. It's, it should be used to stream. Well, the Roku, this this product is. I'm holding the box. It came in. Yeah. And it's put out by uh, the V3. Ooh, yeah, we have a link up here for Amazon, you right now. I believe it was. I'm not sure. Let me see. You probably bought it through Amazon, but we have a link here for you, Ed. And it'll, you need to get that device on your Wi-Fi signal. I assume you have a Wi-Fi signal in your home, correct? That I'm even not sure. Oh if boy, use, uh, that's what he. That's the first thing he asked me was, "Do you have Wi-Fi?" Well, you're, and you're, I know it's on the computer. Right. I know it's it's in the TV section. So this this nephew of yours gave you a gave you a present. It'd be yeah. like it'd be like giving me a table saw. You know how how much value a guy giving me a table saw is? I'll just cut my finger off. It's really not very valuable. It's not a good gift. So well, he needs to get was, his butt well, down he, to your home and help he you out. Well. I know he did, but he, he was my nephew, and he's uh, now he's got his own troubles and big time. So I don't want to really get into him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think he needs to get I down and help you. Him in here, and that I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell him that we think he needs to come down and set up your Wi-Fi. We'll. Put Put a link here for you, Ed, at computertalkwithtab.com. It gives you the instructions as to how to set up a Roku. You need to get it on the network. And if you uh, don't know how to get your Wi-Fi on the network or if you have your Wi-Fi configuration available, you may yeah. have to find a 15-year-old kid in your neighborhood. Yeah, and I remember it was like that. He talked to me, said the same thing. Yep, see? I mean, they used to be good for mowing lawns. They used to be good for that kind of stuff. Now they're not used. They're no use for mowing lawns. But they're video games. Video, yeah, they're good at setting up Roku's. They they memorize SSID passwords like like you read about. So that'd be very helpful for you, Ed. Yeah, I love listening to you guys. Thank you. I know you'll do it. And I'll, I'll watch for it. All right, thanks, Ed. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye. With a nephew like that, uh, we're going to step out. Well, we're all done actually. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Again, if you're in Bristol on Sunday, four o'clock. Check out the Bristol Brass and Win. Bristol's own Jimmy Santucci playing some Rachmaninoff Third Movement. It's an amazing performance. We've got a lot of other tunes as well that we're performing. And it's a free concert for you guys. And uh, thank you, Matt, for producing. And uh, stick around. Dr. Lessie's up next with Healthy Rounds. See you next week. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.